Do you remember the beginning of your marriage when your relationship was passionate, your connection was deep, your love was strong, and the sex was good? Remember that? Then the honeymoon was over, reality kicked in, and you found out that this marriage thing isn't as simple as it seemed. We are Kevin and Charmaine Lomax. We're going to take you on a journey through the good, the bad, and yes, the ugly sides of marriage. We'll bring you tools from experts in the field and tips that will help you strengthen your relationship. We'll be honest about what it takes to build a healthy one that will stand the test of time. When we learn how to love and make it a priority, this marriage thing is worth it. All right, so today we're covering a very serious topic. We're talking about infidelity. We're going to have a conversation today about what we can do to affair-proof our marriages. Whether you're married, engaged, or maybe you intend to get married one day, this will be valuable information for you because mm -hmm. we know that in today's time, affairs are rampant. Yeah. And cheating happens for different reasons. And often, when there's infidelity, there's some underlying issues. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, though, people are just rotten to the core, mm. unfortunately, and they will cheat no matter what no matter how good a spouse they have. Real talk, right? Yeah. If we're being honest. And other times, though, if spouses are more attentive to each other's needs, it can be avoided. Unfortunately, we know what it's like to deal with infidelity. We both dealt with it in our past relationships. Mm -hmm. We've been through a lot, haven't we? Yeah, we sure have. Yeah, and we learned a lot through the process, so we know firsthand the impact of affairs and how devastating they can be. But now we're clear and confident that we know how to guard against it. We can guard against it if we're both willing to stay connected and to do the work. You know, we'll be good to go. Yeah, well, you just said something major there. Both being connected and being willing to do the work. Many couples deal with infidelity. So what are the three most common reasons for those extramarital affairs? Lack of trust, lack of honesty, and pride. Mm-hmm. The two most common forms of extramarital affairs are emotional affairs and sexual affairs. For women, it's often emotional, and for men, it's often sexual. Although reasons can overlap for each gender, right? Right. right. In either case, though, by the time an actual affair materializes, there have been latent and unaddressed problems for a long time. Affairs are usually just the tip of the iceberg. When there's an affair, there's a much bigger underlying problem, like you mentioned before, more likely than not. There's a lack of trust, there could be a lack of connection, someone's pride may have been wounded and now they're looking for validation outside of the marriage. You know, it could be a variety of things. Experts say that women tell them that they were lonely, that they didn't feel connected or didn't feel close to their spouse, and that they felt like they were being taken for granted. They wanted to have someone who would look into their eyes and make them feel sexy again, or someone who would actually see them and make them feel special. And men say, I wasn't getting the sex that I wanted from my wife. Affairs always start small, then they grow into something truly damaging. An innocent conversation can turn into flirting, and flirting turns into an emotional involvement, and emotional connection eventually develops into an emotional affair. Wow. Statistics show that 34% of women who had affairs thought that they were in a happy marriage. Hmm. And 56% of men who had affairs thought they were in happy marriages also. So don't think it can never happen to you. Because if you fall into the pattern that leads down that road, you can end up in a situation where you're being unfaithful to your spouse. Hmm. 
True. So we're going to do things a little different this episode. We're going to tell a couple of stories. And these are common stories, but they are definitely not stories based on people we know. We would never disclose personal information. They're just examples of how infidelity can happen easily in a marriage if you're not careful. And the first story is about a couple named Greg and Sarah, where Sarah had an emotional affair. Mm, Yes, so I'm going to tell the story as Sarah. Ready? Ready. About 15 years into my marriage to Greg, my heart started turning cold toward him. We didn't feel like we were on the same page anymore. I don't even remember the last time he looked me in the eyes when he spoke to me. Also, he had an odd schedule at work and spent most of his free time away from home. And when he was home, he was watching sports or hanging out in the garage. When I tried to talk to him about spending more time with me and our children, he would get upset. Then he began punishing me for questioning him about it by turning his back to me in bed. I was feeling very lonely and completely rejected. So I confided my misery to a friend who had called about an upcoming community project. My friend was kind and he was understanding. The friend was a man and a very good looking one at that. And he was always open for a pleasant conversation. We began talking more frequently. You know, I thought the conversations were innocent, even though now they included discussions about the struggles in both of our marriages. But gradually, our phone relationship escalated to flirting, just a little flirting, and his calls were the highlight, though, of my week. Neither one of us told our spouses, of course. We each used to attend our local town meetings. At these meetings, I noticed that he watched me a lot. I admit that I enjoyed the attention and the high I got every time I saw him. If someone had asked me if I was having an affair though, I would have denied it. How could they say that? There were no private lunches, no secret rendezvous, and there was no physical contact at all except for maybe a public hug now and then. And everybody in our tight-knit community was pretty friendly and hugged anyway, so what was the big deal, I thought. Our emotional affair continued for over a year until the day he said to me, I think I'm falling in love with you. Honestly, I was starting to feel the same way about him, but hearing the words jolted me into reality. I was so upset afterwards that I looked at myself in the mirror in shock and cried, what have I done? Kind of heavy, huh? Yeah. Well, it kind of sounded simple in a way, but that's how it sometimes goes. Affairs start out very subtle, You know, this was clearly an emotional affair. It didn't become physical, but it didn't make it any better, did it? Not at all. Hmm. What could Sarah have done to protect her marriage from that emotional affair, you think? Uh, For one thing, she could have kept her personal business personal. Hmm. The type of personal issues and pressures she was dealing with, she actually could have kept them to herself. Yeah. She should have had a conversation with her husband instead of discussing her marital issues with her neighbor. Agreed. Sometimes what women don't realize is that men know when they're going through something. So then they start making themselves readily available. You know, and women, they kind of have a sixth sense about that. They they can sense when somebody's giving them a certain kind of attention. So, yeah, I agree. And these men know if they tell you what you need to hear, it will open you up to them. And just know that most of the time, their intentions are not good. Yeah, while discussing your marriage randomly with friends of the opposite sex, friends, quote-unquote, you know, could be risky. It opens the door to a level of familiarity that initially seems innocent, but rarely is. 
So Sarah got caught in the trap of secrecy and indifference. She was lonely. She even said she enjoyed the attention her friendly neighbor was giving her, right? Yeah. Rather than talking to her husband about how neglected she was feeling, she decided to go outside of the marriage to get her needs met. So she chose friendship over what her marriage needed. Wow. Well, when you sweep issues in a marriage under the rug, and we know this, you know, it can create a wall between you, and that wall just continues to grow brick by brick by brick. We all need to be aware of that. So what could Greg have done to help prevent that affair from happening, assuming that he knew that Sarah was feeling lonely and needed attention? Well, it seems that Greg had little care or understanding of what she even needed. He should have been more attentive. You know, she needed to be loved in a way that he wasn't giving her. Her two top love languages appear to be, well, remember we just spoke about love languages in episode yeah. 12. Well, hers seemed to be quality time, you know, because she was feeling neglected, and words of affirmation because she was so captivated by the conversation she would have with her friend who was saying all the right things, right? We all need to pay attention in our marriage and, and take the time to ask and actually hear our spouse's needs and find out what their desires are. She needed more time with him and he just didn't get it. Yeah, I think that's good when you take the time to actually listen to your spouse because mm -hmm. they know the way that they want to be loved. You try to love them, but they know the way that they want to be loved. So it's best to hear it directly come from them, I think. Mm -hmm. And we need to be trustworthy with our spouse's heart so they can be vulnerable and share their fears and feelings with us. That's exactly right. Because when we're given a safe space to express our feelings, as women, I know a little more emotional sometimes, right? But when we're given that safe space to express and our feelings are acknowledged, it builds more trust over time. All right, so now let's get into another story. This story is about Bob and Anna, and Bob has a sexual affair. And in this one, I'll be speaking as Bob. All right. Anna and I have been married for eight years. We complimented each other in all the important ways. We believe we'd be together forever. Lately, we've been experiencing problems with our sex life, only having sex twice a month. And sometimes, I was lucky if I even got that. Our bigger problem began the day Anna's childhood friend Liz entered our lives. When we met, for some reason, I felt like we already knew each other. I was drawn to her dark hair and the way she moved around the room. I thought of her constantly and dreamed of her day and night. She, however, didn't seem too impressed with me. She was apparently happily married, just like I was. She and Anna weren't actually that different. They were both attorneys, and they even looked alike. If someone would have told me at the beginning of my marriage that someday I would feel equally attracted to another woman, I would not have believed it. And even with all these feelings I was dealing with, I was still in love with my wife, Anna. After some time, I secretly reached out to Liz, hoping that she wouldn't say anything to my wife, and she didn't. Shortly after that, Anna was going out of town for a week, and it happened to be the same week that Liz was coming in town for a case. We made love that Friday and spent the next two days together. To this point, I had convinced myself that the only reason that I'd been able to cheat so easily was because Anna was out of town. But then the affair continued off and on for the next two years. It felt as though Liz and I had created something special. But that next fall, we were found out. I had to face Anna and all the pain that I caused her. It was one of the most devastating periods of my life. Anna and I separated and divorced a year later. So even though the affair ended, this marriage couldn't recover. What could have potentially protected Bob and Anna's marriage from that affair in the first place? 
Well, just because a woman is attractive doesn't mean you should jeopardize what you have with your wife. And the time that you're taking to have an affair with someone else, you should take that time to fix your relationship with your wife and build the intimacy and connection so you can eventually get the sex that you want. Yes, I, I agree. You have a choice. You don't have to run toward everything that feels good in the moment. And if you're struggling with temptation, you know, temptation is real sometimes for a lot of people. You know, get it all out by exposing your weaknesses. And who better to expose them to than God? You know, go to God. Matthew 26, 41 says, The spirit is indeed willing, but the flesh is weak. And sometimes we can't manage our lives alone. We need God's help to strengthen us, right? Yeah. Bob could have breathed new life into his marriage. But he chose to turn toward somebody that just happened to be in that space at the moment and it cost him his marriage. Yeah. One way that Bob could have breathed life into his marriage is he could have dated his wife. Because mm-hmm. we all know that we need to keep dating our spouses. Yeah. So whether our lives are busy or not, we definitely need to make the time. So we need to establish a date night and lock it in. But to make it stick, we need to put it on our calendar. Mm-hmm. So Anna could have done her part to help prevent the affair from happening because Bob clearly just wanted more sex. What else is new, right? Anna could have been more open to addressing Bob's sexual needs because the bottom line is men need sex. Yes, yes. And they need sex like a woman needs chocolate. Oh, really? Really. Mm. Okay. Well, if men want sex... They need to make sure that their intimate connection with their wife is strong. If a husband caters to his wife's emotional needs, she'll be more eager to attend to his sexual needs. Conversely, if a wife is understanding of her husband's sexual desires and is more open to them, he will more readily address her emotional needs, God willing. Yeah, I agree. Good sex takes both spouses doing their part. For sure. That's the best way to do it. So in conclusion, it's very easy for an emotional affair or a sexual affair to happen when we let our guard down. And that's one thing we don't want to do is let our guard down. You know, the grass is not always greener, so don't compare your spouse to other people's spouses. I know somebody said to me one day, people always think the grass is greener on the other side, and that's because they're watering their grass on the other side. If you were watering your grass on your own side, yours would look that green too. Yeah, know? definitely, yeah. you got to take part in it. you got to build your relationship up. It's corny, but it makes sense. Yeah, it definitely makes sense. Right. Yeah, but it definitely helps to build a relationship up. And, you know, and also by doing that, you know, if you just took the time to remember the beginning of your relationship, you know, back yeah. in the days when you treated your wife like your girlfriend, you would do anything for her. Remember how that made her feel. Yeah. And if you do that, you can regain that. Rekindle. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And ladies, I know we can handle just about anything these days, but let them take charge sometimes and treat him maybe the way you did when you first got together and allow him to remind you of the man you fell in love with let him romance you a little bit you know and hopefully we've all married our best friend studies show that when you're best friends it eliminates the risk of divorce by over 70 percent and your marriage is more likely to last a lifetime. And if you work on staying connected, you'll be satisfied drinking from the well of your own marriage, and you won't go looking for water somewhere else. Mm. The bottom line yeah. is, we all have to take responsibility for our own actions. Everything we do matters. Yeah. And lastly, a healthy marriage cannot be truly realized outside of Christ. Marriage yeah. takes three with Christ in the middle. And next we're going to have, that wraps us up already, right? Yeah, definitely. That's it. Well, next we're going to have our listener question of the week. Who do we have today? 
Today, I'll be talking to Daryl, and the question that I have for Daryl is, what is the one tip that he wish he would have gotten before he got married? Okay, so I'm out here with Daryl. How you doing today? I'm all right, sir. How are you? All right. Hey, listen, I got a question for you. What is the one tip you wish you would have gotten before you got married? The one tip that I wish I had gotten before I got married? Well, I might have heard it, but I didn't adhere to it, but... I guess it would be to lean on God to your own understanding. Try to figure out things on your own, try to do things in your flesh, and it just doesn't work. So lean on God. I think that's that would be the one that I would suggest to others. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, definitely. I can understand that. Definitely need to lean on him. All right. Yeah, I appreciate you. Appreciate your time. All right. God bless you. Thank you, sir. All right. All right. Lean on God. That goes back to the scripture. What was it? The spirit is willing but and the, the flesh, flesh is weak. weak. Yeah, yeah, Matthew uh, 26, 41, I believe. Mm-hmm. He's right on point. All right, good advice, Daryl. Thank you. Thank you. And we're going to close out with our final nugget. And today we have a quote. Anyone can give you attention and compliments, but someone who loves you will give you that plus respect, honesty, trust, and loyalty. By Charles Orlando. Now, with that being said, Thank you for joining us today. Be sure to check back in for our next episode. Do us a favor and review us on iTunes or whatever podcast platform you listen on. If you give us a five-star rating, we might just shout you out on one of our future episodes. And if this episode resonated with you, take a screenshot and share it on Instagram or Facebook and tag us at This Marriage Thing. Until next time... Peace and love.